Now, we're with you right through until 12 midday. The comment lines are open if you do want to get through to us. And you can do so by simply uh, calling us on 091 77 If you want to get in contact with me, you can do so. You can also WhatsApp us to 086 That's 86 38-33-55-3 if you want to get in contact with you. Uh, we would like uh, you just to get in contact uh, with us uh, today and do so straight away if something bothering you. We've got a letter in today, by the way, uh, that I've handed to John because he's going to try and go through it. Um, it's quite detailed um, and the writing on it is very small. So just acknowledging a letter in relation to Galway City Council and concern you have, uh, we've got it. Uh, we're going to blow it up on the photocopier and see can we just make sense of it uh, from there. It's very, very, it's very tight, so it is, uh, writing-wise. Anyway, love is in the air because it's Valentine's Day and all that goes with it. Uh, but Cope Galway uh, Shop is holding an exclusive once-off wedding dress showroom event on Sunday. Alison uh, joins you on the line. Alison Curra joins you on the line uh, because um, she knows all about love, so she does, and she's putting this together. Alison, good morning to you. Morning, Keith. How are you? Good. We're getting a little bit of feedback there, so just if... Are you on headsets or otherwise? No. No. Uh, we'll go with it just the way it is. You have this Thank event you. on Sunday, wedding dress showroom event on Sunday. What time is it kicking off at? Yes, it's one till five on Sunday in the Cope Galway charity shop on St. Augustine Street. And again, what they can do is, I mean, I take it you have many uh, dresses up for grabs um, from all, yes. all brands and all makes? All brands and all makes, yes. We've got about 28 dresses that we've collected over the past few years. And uh, quite a lot of them are actually new from uh, bridal shops. Wow. And what type of price will they be, do you reckon? Uh, they're going to range from 150 to 500 Wow. So there's value to be had for everyone that's in there. Absolutely. Everyone wants to look her best on her wedding day, but we don't all have a fortune or a rich daddy. Um, one of my customers recently said, my daughter wants to buy an oven. <laughs> so that's her priority. But if she wants to look beautiful on her day as well, she can have both. Good stuff. And I mean, will you be giving advice to them that if it suits them, yes, that looks well on your no, that doesn't look well. Will you be playing Absolutely. Cupid? Will you be... Uh, Will you be dead honest? Will you just be really honest, <laughs> Alison? You have to be honest, yes, yes. Um, you know, if something doesn't fit, it just doesn't fit, does it? A lot of brides actually get something bigger and hope that they're going to lose wedding, uh, lose um, weight on their wedding day. Um, so they actually get things taken in. But that can be quite expensive. Um, so, yeah, we will be honest with people. And we have studied uh, what suits what types of figures as well. Ball gown dresses are the most popular. You know, those are the ones without any sleeves that oh, yeah. just have a bodice and, and a big skirt and a train. And it flows from there then. Oh yeah, that's somebody that's there right, that yes. wants to hand you in another one so they do at this stage. Or else <laughs> they want to get the they want to get the bid in. Go back, so you say those ball gowns, so those so the no sleeves at all. And they can put maybe a that's little, right. that's, they can put a jacket over it if they get cold otherwise. Yes, yes, yes. That's the, that's the classic one that's the most popular and we've got several of those. A lot of them have a lot of fancy beading on them, you know, especially around the bodice. And then some of them have a beautiful back because, of course, most people are going to be looking at your back most of the time when you're, when you're getting married. 
Uh, that's Martin O'Connor from headquarters. He's wondering just have you sold all the dresses yet? So it is. That's what that is. Sorry about that. They're, they're, I'm taking it off now. They're, yeah. They're extremely persistent, so <laughs> they are. So just, just go away, whoever you are, for a few minutes, please. So yeah, so all, all shapes, all sizes, and you're going to be yes. doing it uh, this coming Sunday from one o'clock until five o'clock in St Augustine Street in Galway. You have a lovely that's location right, there. Thank you. So it's the, the Go Bride Wedding Dress Showroom as well. Uh, for eco-conscious The Green Bride Wedding Showroom. <laughs> what did I call it? I call it something else altogether, yeah. The Green Bride Wedding Dress Showroom, if you want to get further details. That's it. For the eco-conscious yes. bride-to-be. And there's an abundant Absolutely. selection, yeah. So you'll have people walking up and down and looking in then on Sunday saying, no, that doesn't suit her at all. What you going there for? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, yes. Yeah. We've also got new shoes from wedding wedding shops as well. But a lot of those, and we've got some bridesmaid dresses. So it uh, should be something for everybody in the female line. Good stuff. And I take it you put it out on social media as well, have you? Oh, yes. And do people have to ring and make an appointment? No, they can just walk in on the day, yes. Okay. There could be a bridal bust up, you know, there. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's going to be a queue outside. <laughs> oh yeah, but you, you will restrict them, of course, though, won't you? <laughs> you will restrict them. Then you're, you're, going, you're going to make you're going to be like Simon Carl now on this one. You out, and uh, you're just going to get them through. I hope you sell them all, though. How many did you say you have? We've got. I think we've got twenty eight at the last count. Yes, we get we get quite a lot because it's the ultimate consumer item that you just buy. You spend a fortune. And then the next day you don't need it anymore. So people want something to hand it on, somewhere to hand it on to, where they know that the money's going to go to a good cause, which Galwave is, of course. Yeah. Um, so we've we've gathered quite a few over the years. And the quality is just amazing. You know, you would never get a dress like that for that money. Yeah. So um, if you want yourself a silk dress of the top quality with lovely beading and sequins and so on, come and have a look. All right, so they're not too, you're beside a new bake shop that's down there, which um, they can pop in and pick mm. up a scone and bring it in with them. They won't be allowed to, to eat the scone in front of the um, wedding dresses, of course. <laughs> You'll be no smearing down the wedding dresses, please. No, 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 no. <laughs> i just take another bite of that lonely bun there. Oh, away we go. So if you're coming, if you're parking on Merchants Road, you're coming up um, Abbeygate Street, so you take the first left as if you're going over towards Osram House and you're just there That's on the left hand right. side. You can't, you can't miss it. If you're parking anywhere else and you come to Poles the Four Corners, uh, what you can do is just turn left to Poles the Four Corners, keep coming down, take the second right and it's on the left hand side. You just, you can't, you can't miss it to be honest. It's a lovely, uh, well decorated um, shop from there. Well done to you. Thanks for joining us uh, today, Alison. And uh, will you report you. back to me on Monday morning, if you don't mind, as to how things oh. are going? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, love to. Thank you very much, Keith. Yeah, and you, yeah. and you, about what? Oh, really? I'm told that you're going to get an invitation to every wedding that you sell a dress to. They're <laughs> going to invite you, and you have to give them a 500 euro voucher of a present as well. Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> things around about. Listen, thanks for joining us. I'm going to take a short commercial break, and we're back. We have a lovely story coming the way next. Stay tuned for that and more to come. But further details can be had if you want to go into the Cope Galway shop, uh, and it's in. St. Augustine Street. I get Middle Street and St. Augustine Street always, but it's in St. Augustine Street. Um, and again, you can't miss it. You'll enjoy it from there. And uh, she has 28 in total to sell. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Find her award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. 
very good morning to you. Living next door to Slice, I take, I take it you mean Alice. Uh, Keith, in my opinion, groups who play that rude version of that wonderful song don't deserve to get bookings. They're totally ignorant people who play that version of the song. Kind regards, G. There you go. It was only a bit of fun for Valentine's Day that I decided to fire it like that. Anyway, uh, Galway audiences will be the first to see a world premiere of The Table, which explores the impact of the Civil War. Two wonderful people that I have great time for, I have to say, have come together. Mark McLaughlin, Artistic uh, Director of Branner, and Christian O'Reilly, who's the writer of uh, The Table, uh, join me on the line now. Uh, gentlemen, good morning to both of you. Good morning, Keith. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Uh, Christian, good morning to you as well. How are you today? I'm great. I'm very well. We've just had our first show uh, with an audience of kids at 10, and it went brilliantly. So I'm, I'm on a high. It was fantastic. Lovely response. You deserve to be on a high, so you do, because you're a very talented person. Tell me, where did the table come from? Uh, Mark, do you want to take that one? Because it was, I, it was your idea, so I want to give you credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> Mark. In comes, in comes Mark now. So I the the I had an I had a vision of a of um, a family carrying a table in after getting it back off their landlord and uh, we I, I talked to Christian about this some years ago about how we could use that as an idea for uh, discussing the civil war so it kind of started there and then it, it evolved we um we we got a bursary from um, a commemoration bursary from the Abbey in 2020 both myself and Christian to work together and to come up with uh, or to generate script for that idea so that's where it began so it's what two, three years in the making then at this stage it is yeah yeah and uh, that you know that I suppose that's the that that is the process that we have for a lot of the shows and and it gives gives us a chance to really kind of dig deep and and uh, and research and and make sure that the piece that we have for the children when they get to see it is as good as it could possibly be and again, just Christian, coming back to you then, to, to start a project like this then, do you put an awful lot of thought process and research into it? Yeah, Keith, we, we, um, we sort of brainstormed brainstorm the idea of table as, as, as a metaphor and we then needed to do a lot of historical research um, into, I guess, the War of Independence and the Civil War itself. And as we were sort of developing it, um, the, the early sort of drafts were very rooted in the actual civil war, um, that period of history. And and we, we, we discovered we needed to move more into the kind of world of, of, of metaphor and parable and to imagine a world where this, this table was so central to this family and um, where there was a, a conflict with um, an invading force um, and where where ultimately the, the table is, I suppose, um, taken from the family uh, and then a deal is done to get it back, and the deal then in turn splits the family. And when we kind of put it in those kind of terms, um, away from the, the detail of the actual civil war, it started to kind of take on a life of its own. It took a lot of drafts and a lot of brilliant workshopping with, with uh, Mark and the Branner actors to get there, but we began to kind of sort of see the play at a certain point, um, and I think the other thing about the table that we hit upon was the idea of the table as a kind of a, a store of, of the language of the people, the culture of the people, the stories of the people, and then specifically the music of the people. And so our family in the play are a family that play music together, play at the county fair. And then that just that seemed to capture the idea of, a, I suppose, of a, of, of a nation or a culture and what that means. Um, 
So, so for me, I, 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 it just really kind of came alive as a metaphor then. And um, yeah, yeah, that, I guess that was that was the process over the last two, three years. And was your intention, um, Mark uh, and Kristen, was your intention to, to target young people? Because you, Branagh would be you known very much as a, a young person's uh, theatre production company. Uh, or is it for all ages? I suppose it's for all ages. Like, I suppose if we make a show that's good enough for children, it's good enough for everyone. And um, we have kind of an age uh, range for schools of, of seven or eight, uh, seven plus. Um, but I, it, it is, so when we're in the town hall, mostly it's it's for family shows that we'll be doing doing it for. Um, but I think it's, it's a really kind of, it's really, it was a really interesting thing to try and take the complexities of the Civil War and find a way to um, wrap that up into a story that it that's an hour long. That when the audience of children are leaving, they have a sense of how it must have been uh, to have been torn by ideals a uh, hundred years ago, and to, and for how quickly um, you know a, a, a decision made in another country can affect families all over the country and how that how easily families could be split and how quickly um, uh, violence comes so it, it was kind of a way in which we try to get the essence of what um, to try and understand what the essence of of the dispute was and then put that into our family the Flaherty family context and see if there's a way in which we can uh, give them something that they care an awful lot about and then have two sides of an argument that are equally as strong and we try not to come down on either side but to show how that can create a split within a family. So Christian then we're, we're focusing on um, 100 years ago um, and, and moving forward from there. The country that we currently have the pleasure of living in uh, was totally different 100 years ago. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I suppose that's true, but I suppose that this, I suppose that the, the um, you know, I guess what happened a hundred hundred years ago that split it's it's still felt now. Yeah. The repercussions of that are still felt now, and and there's something I suppose quite universal about civil war. A lot of people come to this country because of of civil wars in their own country. So I think it has a, 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 a I guess a resonance and a relevant uh, um, relevance now. Um, which we hope will connect with an audience. Um, it's funny, as as a you know, I, I think of the play as, as being or the show as one for a family audience, and I find myself um, very like. There's a lot of humour in it. We have a chicken called Seamus who 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 lightens us a great deal, which I think is necessary with it with a difficult, with a challenging subject matter. But there's also really extraordinarily beautiful music by Michael Chang, um, and uh, the music is so central to it, and and it's it's just very very powerful and moving um, at certain times. So and I, I think it, I, I find it kind of catches you at the end um, when, when, you, when you kind of do reflect on, you know, the troubles in Northern Ireland and, and those tensions, which are so, so painful and ingrained um, and have caused such suffering. So, so although it's, I guess, you know, it's for kids or for families, uh, it, there's something. I think it does. I think it captures some kind of truth in us. At least I hope it does. I mean, I guess our audiences will tell us that. Mm. Mark, just coming back. Sorry, Keith. It, it's not that. Uh, it, it, it's not a really heavy play. It's. Yeah. It's quite. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's quite light. It's very and, funny. And it's, yeah. <laughs> it is very. It is very entertaining. But we tr- we we kind of. Uh, lull people into a sense of of uh, of luxury and then all of a sudden things change 
Um, but uh, we have a, a fantastic ensemble cast, and they all play music live on stage. And it's just, it is, a, it's a, it's a brilliant, it's a beautiful occasion. After seeing it there this morning with, uh, with uh, you know, two hundred children from schools here in Galway, and seeing their reactions to it, uh, and um, it's just a, it, it's a, it is really is a wonderful occasion. I'm delighted with it. Well, you should be, because I mean, I start off by saying that I admire the two of you greatly, as I do anybody who's involved in theatre. But I mean, Kristen is a very talented writer. You're a very talented producer and a very talented theatre company as well. So, the, the again, the project bringing the two of you together uh, has, it has to work and has to work very well. Can I just ask about Seamus the Chicken, Mark? Does Seamus the Chicken survive? <laughs> Say again? Does, she, does Seamus the Chicken survive? Oh, he does and thrives. He oh, does. does he? he does. He. It. It, it is. It. He, it's touch and go for a while, but he. He. Um. He. He does. Uh. Do. He does something quite special. Uh. But I. I won't give that away. No. No. Uh, don't. That, no. That, <laughs> but a hundred years ago, to be honest, if you did have a chicken, the chances are he was in the stockpot very quickly on a Sunday <laughs> to feed the family when they were going hungry. But that's why I was wondering: Did Seamus the chicken? Is he a live chicken? Is he? No, no. He, well, he he is a life of his own, but uh, he he's he's not. He would he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't survive on a on a farm. Uh, you know, he needs he needs some puppeteering help. Oh, would he? Okay, yeah. There was anything with this lovely red hen, something or other there, and away you go with it. Um, yeah. So again, chicken called Seamus. How long are you going to be running for in Galway? Can I ask you? We're in the town hall until Saturday. We we have uh, a show Saturday afternoon, and then we finish there. So we have two shows, uh, two shows Thursday, two shows Friday, and one show on Saturday. Excellent. Super. So if it's a thing that they want to get tickets, um, they can go to THC.ie? Yeah, THC.ie, and uh, they're available uh, on the on the website there, or else you can just ring the box office. All right. Listen, well done. Uh, thanks indeed for uh, joining us uh, on the programme today. Thanks for the invitation. I, I just didn't get there. There's a bit going on in my own life to, to this week, so there is. Uh, so I just didn't get there, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it in another location. I just need this week to get some bits and pieces done and get over this week. So congratulations to the two of you. I'm dying to see it, and I'm dying to see and walk it through the work that you did on it. Uh, Christian, have you much more in the pipeline coming down the way, by the way? I I always have a few irons in the fire, Keith. Uh, actually, I, I I'm hoping to tour No Magic Pill um, next next year if I, if if possible, and um, I've got another couple of plays on the another couple of plays on the go as well. So, but the focus is is definitely on the table right now, uh, and uh, yeah, so so far so good. Yeah, but yeah always always irons in the fire, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, well, you have to put food on the table as well, so you do. And Mark, have you any, many other projects in, in the in the offing? We do. Well, well, the table will move now to um, our first time ever going to uh, the Peacock, so we'll have our debut on the National Theatre. So the table moves there for three weeks um, in in March, from the 1st of March to the 18th of March. And at the same time, Rohr will be at the Belfast Children's Festival, and then it goes to Bucharest and Bologna, and we have uh, some other shows then in the... Uh, during the summer and in the autumn, so the, yeah, same, same. <laughs> we have to keep going, but but the the table again is the is the focus at the moment. But uh, as soon as that's over, there'll be more. And come here, will you ever bring back that lovely production that unfortunately COVID made a hames of uh, in Galway Airport? Would you consider bringing that back again? We're, we're hoping to. We, we're we're I'll, I'll say it like this: we're we're in talks with, with, uh, to see if there's a way in which we can 
bring it back to life during the summer not this summer but maybe next summer it would be great so it would Christian O'Reilly and uh, Mark thank you both for joining us Mark McLaughlin artistic director with Branner and Christian O'Reilly talented talented author our thanks to him for joining us now during the week we're giving you a chance to win uh, in association with Mylands and in association with many others as well and uh, during the week we were telling you that one person was going to get themselves uh, one night B&B at uh, a Galway Hidden Gem which is my current lodge and uh, Marina in Port Nick and Banisloe, beautiful location and uh, beautiful people as well, I have to say, uh, that are involved uh, down there, Bobby and the crew. So uh, I do believe, is it, I just go to, just fire up the fader and uh, go to Ronan Lardner because he's full details of who is heading for that one night, uh, heading to uh, my current my lodge. So let's see, Ronan, what are you up to? Now, just to let you know, I haven't even got out of the Jeep yet, Keith. And uh, she's literally uh, yeah. outside. I think she has suspected something. Wait a second. Dur- Dervla. How are you? Are you well? Not at all. How are you doing? Congratulations. Thank you so much. Ronan from the Livewire. And this is Sinead. Fantastic. So this is Dervla, guys. Dervla Karate from Galway City, Nuns Island. And you're out here, obviously. This is where, is this where mom resides? Hi, mom. She's inside as well, so she's happy yes. out there. So, how you doing? Congratulations. Thank you so much. Well done. Now, Thank six you. years ago, a yes. wonderful thing happened to you. A little, a little baby came into your yes, world. That's right. Yeah, that was Nisha Crossy. So yeah, so he's a great boy now. He's in um, uh, junior infants in school. Yeah, so he's a great boy. Fantastic. And tell me yeah. about the love of your life. Come on, let's the talk about this. The love of my life is Shane Crossy. So we've been together over twenty years, but we got married during lockdown so we got married it was 2020 when we got married and it was level 5 lockdown and it was just the family but it was absolutely great yeah it was intimate it was intimate and it was lovely and he is a great father and he is a great husband he's absolutely and he would do anthem for you and you know what I love the best about him he is just great for getting up in the morning and he gets (laughs) and he gets on with things and he gets up in the morning he's a smile on his face and you know what else is great great for making dinner well, you see, that's the key. So if we could yeah. clone your husband or copy yes, and paste yeah, him yeah. someplace else, I think a lot of people would be very happy about Absolutely. that. First of all, happy Valentine's Day. Thank you so much, To yourself Roman. and, uh, of course, to Shane and Thank to the, you. the wonderful little, little man there, Nisha, yes. as well. Thank you. So congratulations. Uh, we have a lovely prize for oh, you lovely. you have a one thank night's so bed and much. breakfast okay lovely. in the Galway Hidden Gem there in Moycarn Lodge thank and Marina so not at all in Ballinasloe enjoy it we will. And, uh, thank you so much fantastic so you have a very very happy camper here or three happy campers yes. uh, Keith so it's fantastic so you. look what I'm going to hand back to you happy Valentine's Day to you Keith and to all the listeners I'm on from 12 take it easy we'll talk to you a little later on bye bye get in out of the wind you poor devil you there well done and congratulations to Dervic Crotty what a lovely story there and uh, well done and she's heading off down as um, as Ronan said she's heading down to Moycarn Lodge and Marina in Port Lincoln so lovely location guys so well done to them uh, for getting involved as well uh, today some of the other comments oh yeah by the way we had two other winners as well that are heading off to the Mike Denver uh, concert in the Clayton Hotel tonight Bridie Kniff in Athenry you're heading and Geraldine Kelly in Moylock we've got a pair of tickets for the two of you and Siobhan will be in contact uh, shortly and from there he'll all be heading off indeed uh, tonight uh, for a lovely lovely concert um, because Mike Denver is in concert with special guests Brendan Shine and Declan Nerney at the Clayton Hotel uh, tonight and um, you can pay on the door if you want you can go to ticketmaster.ie and buy your tickets from there or you can pay on the door on the night as well so that's Mike Denver in concert tonight Brendan Shine Declan Nerney 
Clayton Hotel in Galway this uh, coming Tuesday, which is tonight, and we've given away two pairs of tickets there. Still going to have a ball. They really are going to have a ball on that one. Quick commercial break. We're back just after these. It's a Tuesday morning. We're with you until 12 midday. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. Now, just the winners again for today um, are Bridie Kniff in Athenry and Geraldine Kelly in Moylock. And they're heading off to Mike Denver. But they're off for the next three days. John Morley is kindly taking the programme. My mom isn't well. And she's um, she's not going to be with us too much longer. So we've been with her for the last week. And um, she she really has lasted a long time. God bless her. Uh, so we're going, I'm just going to take some time out and... Uh, just be together, to be honest. <laughs> we spent a lot of time together, so we have so far. But uh, yeah, spare her a prayer, if you don't mind, at some stage uh, during the day today. And well done to uh, the team in April Living who are looking after like, just like royalty and the palliative care team from Galway Hospice Foundation as well. It's not only you're in the middle of it that you kind of fi- figure out yourself how all this thing works, but she's 93 years of age, God bless her, a fine woman, a great mother, and uh, we will bid her farewell eventually, so we will, and... Give her a good send-off in the coming days. She's still with us. Uh, She has gone nowhere yet. She's still with us. But uh, again, it's just a journey that we're on. So I'm taking uh, tomorrow, I'm taking Thursday and Friday off uh, to figure out uh, how things go from there. And then all going well, please God. I'll be back with you again on Monday morning. But John will be here tomorrow. And uh, he's uh, some cracking programs done already. So he has. So he'll be here tomorrow. But... To all the lovers out there, I've been looking for this since early morning and I couldn't find it. But I did find it. And this will bring us up towards our last interview of the, of the programme today. Would you... She's ready, is she? And I better hold Nat King Cole, so, if she's ready, because we want to talk about love. Can we hold just for one second there? And I'll see, can I bring Fiona O'Malley up here? Because Fiona has a, a timely warning for people today about... I, I will get to Nat King Cole. Just bear with me. I will get to it in a few minutes' time. Uh, we're just trying to get through to her. Uh, give us a second. Maybe I should be playing Nat King Cole at the same time. Uh, I just can't get... Oh, I have Fiona, good morning to you. Hi. How are you good today? Good morning, how are you? We're putting you under pressure today, and you're under pressure yourself, so you are. But um, Turn To Me is a national mental health charity, and you've warned about five red flags ahead of Valentine's Day. And the red flags can yeah. cause long-term emotional damage and uh, can negatively affect self-esteem and otherwise. What are these red flags we're t- talking about, Fiona? So they are called... Um Gaslighting, uh, love bombing, overly controlling behaviour, substance and alcohol abuse, and narcissism. So gaslighting is when someone denies your reality. They'll say stuff like, oh, that never happened, or you're remembering that wrong. And they make people kind of question their sanity. A lot of people who are uh, receiving it, gaslighting, they'll say things like, I feel like I need to record what Fiona, do you mind if I get you closer to your microphone there, if you don't mind? Just a little closer, you're, I'm losing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's much better. Absolutely, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of people who are at the receiving end of gaslighting, they sometimes say that they feel the need to record what the other person is saying, to play it back to them. Um, but we would say, if you're in a relationship with someone like that, do you really want to be manipulated, or do you want to be with someone who's willing to manipulate you? The second one is something called love bombing, and that's when someone gives really over-the-top, um, lavish gifts, uh, over-the-top romantic attention and affection very early on in the relationship. Like, you could be dating someone for a week and they could say I've never felt like this about anyone or I've never met anyone like you um, and then they switch it off re- 
really, really quickly, this type of affection. And it makes the person who was at the receiving end of the love bombing try to win back those levels of affection. Yeah. Um, the next one that we talk about is overly controlling behavior. That's when someone tries to um, control what you're wearing, your appearance, how the way you wear your hair, how often you meet your friends or family. Um, and sometimes they even impose a, a, a curfew on um, their partner, what time they should be home at. Um, all of those are seriously um, uh, worrying uh, patterns of behaviour because there should be compromise in every healthy relationship and in every healthy relationship uh, each individual should have their own lives and their own independence um, the next one that we uh, would talk about is substance or alcohol abuse now substance or alcohol abuse is an illness as uh, you know someone who is an addict or who is an alcoholic um, that, that, that should be met with compassion and empathy however um, it can have a very negative effect on a knock on um, domino effect on the children of any type of relationship um, that is with um, uh, someone who struggles with substance or alcohol abuse and it can be very damaging for the partner as well and whilst um, you should empathise with them and try to encourage them to get help really the most effective help is the help that they want to get themselves because mm. they're less likely to relapse um, and the next one is narcissism now a lot of people would use the term narcissist incorrectly um, on social media as people would say if someone's successful and wealthy well they're a narcissist narcissist um, but really a narcissistic personality disorder is a lot more um, cynical than that it's a lot more uh, serious than that and um, narcissists have a really inflated sense of self and um, they uh, have these grandiose ideas about themselves they're very self-centered they would often fantasize about winning prizes winning awards having a high social status um, and you know they nearly live in a fantasy land when they when they think about themselves and um, they're extremely sensitive to any type of criticism and if they even get the slightest criticism they tend to fly off the handle and they will often blame other people for their own mistakes and um, they rarely take responsibility for uh, for their own actions yeah, so all of these are red flags that we would encourage people to, to look out for in romantic relationships yeah, I might just try and get you very close to the microphone just the, the RS come off hands free if you're on hands free or a headset if you don't mind um, because I mean we've, we've been talking before about court of control, we've been talking about narcissism, you've given a but I mean, how do you know the difference between a, an overly indulgent partner and what we're talking about now? Yeah, that's a great question. I suppose everyone loves, you know, um, roses and I hope my boyfriend is listening to this, but everyone loves romantic weekends away and everyone loves being taken for dinner. Um, but I suppose the, you need to look at the rate of that acceleration or that type of behaviour. Like if it's over the top behaviour at the start of a relationship, at uh, the very start, if it's kind of nearly prematurely at the start of a relationship and if someone's saying, I love you, like in a couple of days, in, that's, you know, really over the top and that indicates that it's probably not entirely sincere. Um, so it's better, you know, to look out for a, a slow burn and something that takes a slower pace, but that is more sustainable. And it, it therefore, if it's a slower pace, it's less likely to be a sign of any type of manipulation. So you're saying if it's too good to be true, just be careful. Just be careful. Absolutely. Yeah. And always, you know, have your own independence as well, because if you do need an exit strategy um, in place, it's it's good to have your own income. It's good to have your own circle of friends. It's good to have your own place to stay um, and try not to get swept away in a romantic whirlwind romance too quickly, because if it is too quickly, as you say, it's probably too good to be true.
But do you know what? We're talking about it on Valentine's Day, but we could talk about this any day of the week so we could because I'm sure there's people listening to this programme that are in relationships and they're scratching their heads saying, really and truly, is this working or is this not working? And, and they could tick some of the boxes that you've outlined there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, what you have to look at is um, the, the long-term impact of it on, on your self-esteem, your self-worth, your self-confidence. Um, a lot of people who leave these relationships where there's high levels of manipulation, they have a lack of trust in the people that they meet in the future. And it takes them quite a long time to build up that self-esteem and that self-belief again, because it does erode your self-esteem and it does it does erode your confidence over time. So um, if you are in a relationship with any of these manipulators, manipulation signs. A, speak to your friends about it because they would know you better than anyone. Um, speak to family as well if, if you're close to family members. Try to maybe um, talk to a therapist about it um, and obviously speak to uh, your partner about it as well if they're amenable to change and if they're open to change. But it's important to remember that the likes of a narcissist, like narcissists very rarely change and if they do change, they change you know, in small ways. Like a narcissist will never consider their own behaviour to be in a appropriate or something that should be changed because their behavior has led to success even though their behavior is selfish and manipulating it usually leads to them getting what they want so a narcissist would rarely you know have a personality transformation because it is a personality disorder and it's it's very very difficult for them to change so with that in mind you have to ask yourself do you want to be with someone who's probably not going to change who's going to treat you like this long term and who might have you know detrimental impacts on your mental health and your self-worth it's frightening to think of, and we would hope that family members and otherwise wouldn't get wouldn't get embroiled in that, both male and female, because it's on both sides. We're not we're not picking any one gender today. But if they want to get further mm-hmm. details from uh, Turn to Me, um, just the website. So it's Turn as in T U R, and then the numerical two and M E. Then uh, to get further details there. Yeah, absolutely. And we run uh, free professional mental health services three hundred and sixty five days a year. So if anyone wants to talk, we're here to listen. All right, so it's uh, turn to me dot turn to me dot ie dot ie if they want to get further details from there. Uh, Fiona yeah. Manley, thank you for joining us uh, today on so the program. Not at all. Good luck to you. And uh, Fiona's had a medical appointment and took our call this morning. So our thanks to her for taking uh, our call uh, this morning. And now I'm going to do this one because I want to do it because I promised earlier on that I would uh, play Nat King Cole. So let's try and do it one more time. I think we have the time. Uh, so we have uh, to do it today. So let's do this. There you go, Nat King Cole and a lovely bit of music called When I Fall in Love. That's lovely. I love going back to the olden days and that. Uh, happy birthday to Ronan Larder, by the way. He's 44 years young today and uh, they're blowing out cake in reception and singing happy birthday to him. And a very sincere happy birthday to Ronan. Uh, on his birthday today. Tomorrow morning, by the way, John will be covering the programme for tomorrow, Thursday and Friday. And again, he's going to be um, speaking with CCI. They're hosting workshops across the region and we speak to their CEO on International Children's uh, Cancer Day. Jobspot as well. Participants are being sought though for a documentary on JFK's visit to Galway. So if anybody out there remembers JFK's visit uh, to Galway and you want to get involved in that documentary, tune in tomorrow morning for details on that. Gusto with Billy McGrath. Uh, it's coming to the Town Hall Theatre this coming Friday as well. And you can get 
full details on tomorrow's programme. And Galway Art Exhibition celebrates the LGBT plus community uh, on tomorrow's programme as well, plus much more uh, on the programme tomorrow. That is it for today. We're back to you live from Studio One tomorrow morning. So it's John on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. I'll be back with you again Monday morning, God willing, here on Galway BFM. So we look forward to you spending time with John for the next three days. And I'll talk to you Monday morning just after the 9 o'clock news. Thank you to John for producing today. Siobhan took your comments. To everybody else that made it possible in today's programme. Until I talk to you on Monday, have a good and a safe week and we shall talk to you shortly. Have a good Tuesday is what we say to you and enjoy Valentine's Day. Play loads of music and enjoy it from there. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie.